call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. What time do we fire Fauci and nuke Beijing and in what order? My God, I know. I told you two weeks ago they were going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> now, here's the. So I take it you've probably dabbled in the Fauci emails a little bit. I've not read through the thousands or whatever <laughs> they're they are. Pretty bad. I mean, nothing surprising. It's amazing yeah. how everything gets partisan because on the left, that is, it humanizes him. It, it shows how conflicted a man was managing a crisis. Meanwhile, um, I think, in my opinion at least, more credibly, uh, critics of Fauci are talking about how he knew all the stuff he was telling. He knew all the stuff that he was telling us publicly was wrong or at least had reason to believe that it might be flawed well in advance of him uh, telling us a bunch of bullshit publicly. Do you and, remember everybody shitting their pants about Donald Trump saying that he didn't want to cause a panic? Uh, yeah. And that's been Fauci's MO the entire time. That That's yeah. what guides his every sentence. And talking, you mentioned throwing Fauci under the bus. I want to look into how I know that the BuzzFeed and the Washington Post submitted these FOIA requests and it, it might be coincidental. I, I need to see the timeline because I know FOIA requests generally, they can take months, sometimes even years to be fulfilled. So when were the requests submitted and why, and why? were they received and published now? Again, I hate to be like a look at the timing tinfoil hat person, but it, it just we're does so seem beyond tinfoil right now. It does seem that the the uh, the powers that be are turning against Fauci at the moment. Why? What 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 are we turning toward now? I don't know. Anyway, I suspect people might want to have a word about it or whatever the hell else is on their minds. You guys know how the uh, call-in show works. If you are new to the show, though, and you need some direction, there are directions in the uh, in the YouTube description. You can hop in the Discord server and uh, and get in to call us that way through our friendly call, uh, call screen or Dangerous Spaces, of course. And if you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, you can send us an email. Uh, the one and only way to do that is through the contact page on my website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Uh, there is a call-in show question form on that page for you to use. So we'll take as many callers as we can. We'll check in with Super Chat every half hour, and we will answer your email questions in the last segment of the show. As always, anything uh, else before we hop into calls? No, sorry, guys. I just woke up from a nap. My baby's been <laughs> keeping me up a lot. So yeah. I got tired face on. I'm ready. This guy Fuchs, uh, I think. I think it's Fuchs. Mr. Fucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's this guy fucks. Oh, oh yeah. my mistake. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Living the dream. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Oh, just uh, just calling in to, to show a little uh, cryptocurrency, a new Ooh. meme coin. I don't, I don't know if you heard about it. We, I, I uh, might have heard about it. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Is it a highly regarded token? 
Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. The only reason oh, I yeah. know is because our guy or, you know, friend of the show, Matt Palumbo over at Bongino Report oh. is somehow involved in this and messaged me yesterday or the day before about it. Really? Yeah. Check it out. Um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like just a, a little shit post. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, regard, yeah, just the kind of story behind the uh, highly regarded part is that it, uh, you know, our, our group kept, we, we were saying, I think it was something about like uh, being classically retarded. Yeah. Um, that was sort of the group name and it got, we'd get banned. And so it, it evolved into regard. I love so the name of the token. Get around the- I, I, and I, and he sent me some, have you seen the meme promotion with David Hogg about shoot for the moon with highly regarded token? And he's doing <laughs> his uh, Heil Hitler motion with a, a sack of uh, highly regarded tokens. Really? Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, when Ma- when Matt first sent it to me, I th- when I read it, I thought it said highly retarded token. He's like, no, that's the bit. It, we can't say retard. Yeah, it's a uh, it, short uh, RTRD. Right. Yeah, that's the symbol. So if anybody wants to check it out, just go on to uh, uh, Facebook, look up a uh, highly regarded, regarded token and uh, a lot of good memes. Um, we got a nice little uh, little group. Um, that everybody just kind of, uh, makes new memes and, and, uh, post it to it. And yeah. Well, what, okay. Hopefully, so uh, you usually, okay. usually cryptocurrency has its own, um, function or its own purpose or its own thing that it does. What is, uh, what, what is so highly regarded about this token? Does it do anything other than pump out primo memos? Literally, literally just a shit post. That's all it okay. is. It's just weaponized autism, as they, right. as they like to say. I can get with that. So, the memes are pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah, there's literally nothing that it does other than I, I remember hearing about something about it uh, paying attendees if you hodl. <laughs> I'll have See. it no other way, yeah. So. All right. Uh, yeah, if that's... people, I know, at least when I had to, when Matt was explaining to me, it, it was sort of complicated how you actually had to trade this thing. And you mentioned that today's the pre-sale. Is that correct? Today you can. So you can't the- use you can't use like Coinbase. It's or- not on Coinbase, that's for sure. You've got you've got to use a MetaMask, right? And uh, there's a there's a way there's like a process to get to it. Okay. But uh, yeah, you basically you, you send uh, you send Ethereum to a web address, uh, a, a, an address, and they will send you money back. It's I swear it's not like a Nigerian prince. Damn. This sounds really? like a highly regarded move. Trade your ether for a highly regarded <laughs> token. It yeah. is highly regarded. It it's the most regarded process you could think of, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. I, I swear. All right. So. Well, thank you. Uh, is Be there sure if, to buy some? If someone wants to oh, yeah. invest in highly regarded ways, is there? Is it just the Facebook group, or is there a place that they should they should go? So. I want to say right now the only only thing we've got is the Facebook group, and okay. we're working on a uh, I want to say a Discord and a, uh, a potentially a Telegram coming up. Hmm. Um, so I, I I'm thinking about starting a LinkedIn. Um, I'm sure that would go really well. But no, yeah, check out the Facebook space, maybe. group. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That, hey, that'd be regarded, yeah. pretty regarded, but. Well, yeah, thanks, so man. Just check out the Facebook group. Yeah, so. I like the bit. I, like I said, everything he had, the promotional material he shared with me was very funny. So I was yeah. hooked. We, we got uh, regarded panties if you want to go <laughs> buy some of those. All right. We got merch and everything. Do you accept highly regarded token <laughs> as a currency to buy it or not yet? 
Not yet. One day. Not yet. <laughs> Soon enough. Once, All right. Once it moves. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Y'all have a good one. You as well. Um, this, this, all this stuff sounds so moronic until I think there's only one thing more moronic than putting my life savings into highly regarded token, and that's holding it in cash. That's the yeah, more moronic real. thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, lol, you there, lol? Oh, how's it going tonight? We're doing all right. What's on your mind? Uh, cool. I did, um, what was I going off on? Um, this is a strange question that I don't think I've heard anyone ask in your chat rooms. What is your opinion of WMDs generally? Uh, what do you mean? Like, it, it, they're they're a tool. I, first, I would need a definition. I would I would classify them as okay. a tool. Okay, but. so a WMD weapon of mass destruction is anything that. Ta- obviously is targeted for mass destruction. So the obvious answer is nuclear weapons, but you also include biological and chemical weapons. Mm-hmm. The U.S. has all, all of them, including chemi- uh, biological weapons in the, nat- uh, in the nature of smallpox. So is there a valid reason for... So th- this goes on a fundamental philosophical point. Is, is there a valid reason to possess... WMDs and um, what are, what are your thoughts on them? Should an individual possess them as well, or didn't we answer this last week? It was, it was sort of related, but um, I, I think that in general, you'd probably be foolish not to have the best tools at your disposal with which to defend your country, so long as you're not putting yourself in peril. I suppose when you're talking about biological weapons, diseases, things like that. If you got proper containment, you better be sure you have proper containment on that. And if you obviously your nuclear weapons are going to require maintenance and things like that. But is your question, do I have a moral obligation to having them, period? Not really. um, My my thought is fundamentally these type of weapons. So when you shoot a gun, if you're a responsible gun, it has a target. You're Uh only going to kill that target, right? It, 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 these type of weapons don't have they they have a broad target but there's so much collateral damage that you could say that they d- are they, they don't have a specific target i mean if you again if you drop a a nuclear weapon on hiroshima or nagasaki you're going to kill tens of thousands of civilians I yes believe. but what about the defensive nuke <laughs> what <laughs> I, serious i know that sounds kind of jokey and i'm being i am kind of tongue in cheek there but the reality is, if your opponents have a weapon, whether you agree with the morality of the weapon or or not, I think it would probably be unwise to voluntarily disarm and put yourself at the mercy of other people. Oh, I, I don't disagree necessarily. So that that that's on the term of nation states. So, mm-hmm. what is there a reason that an individual or a company per se shouldn't have that same capacity? I just don't know how much, uh, I guess I don't have an opposition to it on principle, provided that you can maintain it without putting other people at inherent risk. But I don't know enough about, I, I just don't know enough about nuclear maintenance. I, let's put it this way. If a private company can manage uh, a nuclear power facility, which I assume they do, I don't, I don't, they're not all government managed, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm shooting from the no. hip here. 
But if a I private company can manage nuclear power, is there a reason they couldn't manage a nuclear weapon just as safely? I, I'm not much focused. Well, I, I mentioned WEMDs generally. I think uh -huh. most nu nuclear devices of that scale are governments owned or at least highly regulated. Yeah, but I just don't know. I, I have no idea. My, my thought is more oriented towards biological weapons, given the the coup going on. Because going forward, think like you could tr you could how would I phrase this right? A, a, a competent graduate student in um, molecular biology could manufacture smallpox today for under about ten thousand dollars. Why? So how can you regulate things like that, or how how, how is it appropriate to treat? Weapons like that, when it's so easy to do so much damage with so little resources. Well, can you? I, I assume I'll grant the premise because I don't know if that's if that's uh, true or I, not. But I, 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 I'm going to say it is because I'm in the exact circumstance because I'm a PhD in biological sciences right now. So. Because you're manufacturing smallpox, is that why? Mm. Um, let's just say don't open those envelopes. Joking. <laughs> Anyway, well, I, I guess I just I need a. I feel like this is kind of bouncing all over a little bit here. I just need a clearer question. Is there a clearer moral question that you're getting at? Is it is it responsible for an individual to possess a weapon that can kill thousands of people indiscriminately? No. Um, I mean, Skag has a more nuanced argument, but that would be horrible for the world. That being said, I don't trust governments with nuclear arsenals either. Well, yeah, that, that would that you took the words out of my mouth, because I would say I know that you don't trust your neighbor to do it. But the state is I, I might trust my neighbor more than the state, to be honest. I probably would. For real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, would trust anyone over the state. So <laughs> granting. Yeah, I mean. Uh, to the extent that the technology exists, you can't erase it. It's the same debate on guns. It's like, all right, I get it that you don't like guns. You don't like that. They can kill people efficiently. But the genie's out of that bottle. You can't erase the technology unless you want to go around policing every machining rig in the country and make sure nobody can make that shape of metal to put this thing together. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, nuclear weaponry is more complicated than that. It's not like everybody has a nuclear arsenal in their garage or something. But to the extent that the technology exists, I just don't want to go disarming ourselves out of moral principle. I think that you you put yourself in the best position you can to defend yourself. Um, and you, you try to follow, uh, moral principle in doing so, but, but can an, in, your question is, can an individual own a nuclear bomb? Is that what you're getting at? Um, or a biological more, weapon? More so of a, I, I'm, the term I'm using is not socially. I'm saying responsibly. And I'm saying it can be developed. Obviously the technical question is not what I'm asking. Is there a moral it's the demarcation of I can own a gun. I, I, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with either position, obviously, but you can own a gun responsibly. Can you own? Can an individual I, own a? I just don't know enough about what the what the requirements are, what the technology is. But in general, let, let me give you my my principle or philosophy on this. In general, as long as people are are holding and managing their property in a way that's not harming others, I'm not in favor of, of arbitrarily classifying their property as too dangerous to own or too dangerous to manage. 
I, I just I don't I don't like the idea of government doing that. N- nuclear bombs would be the extreme example, but it's it's sort of uh, impractical just because how many people are actually doing this? How many people have private nuclear arsenals? Uh, I'll last point, and then you you can go off, and then you can go to the next caller. Sure. Would it be would it be socially responsible if I owned a vial of smallpox just in in my closet per se? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to modify anything. But I just have this vial that is transmissible smallpox. If I splashed it in the face of my neighbor, two hundred well, million not two hundred million people would die. Right, but I, I know it's an extreme example, but I could make you the same argument about a knife. Is it socially responsible for me to have a butcher knife in my kitchen when I could at any time walk over and stab my neighbor in the heart? I, I, the, the Trying to go too far in this direction to label something as too dangerous to be owned responsibly, I'm very wary of. I think that you punish the crime uh, when the crime happens. You don't punish but there's people no, merely there's for no There's no intended property. target. I mean, you have a knife, you can kill... I mean, I don't know. If you're really effective, you can kill 50 people. You have a vial of smallpox, you can kill hundreds and hundreds of thousands, millions of but, people. I mean, but that's the key word, can. You know? Yeah, I mean, just from like a common sense standpoint, people can't own biological weapons. That's fucking crazy. Crazy. Nah, this is the can future. Can I make a principled this is, argument? This is no. the future. Get with the program. All right, all right. <laughs> Everyone, all right. Listen. An armed society is a polite society. Everyone carrying a vial of smallpox in their pocket is very polite. Agreed. That's, that's, that's where I want to live. Everyone in their pocket, that's where we end up. Yeah. Anyway, have a good No, I appreciate night. it. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Now, let me uh, clean up the, the segment just a little bit. Obviously, we're doing a thought exercise here. We're throwing shit at the wall. Don't, don't email me saying... I, I've been a listener for so long until I heard you say you want privately owned smallpox supplies. No, we're just, we're having a little fun here. It's, it's fun to think about though. Smallpox is fun. Um, fun for all. yeah. What are, what are the limitations of what property is too dangerous to be owned? What, what's the limiting principle there? And unless one can be explained to me, I'm going to err on the side of respecting people's property until they commit a crime against somebody else. Fine. Uh, I mean, I don't have a principled argument, but it, it, this just seems crazy to me. Hmm. Padlock, you there? Yeah, hey, Matt. What's on your mind? Uh, well, first, I wanted to thank you for that email you sent me about a month ago. Um, it was about uh, moving to Montana and how I got a job in Butte. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. So did you end up taking it or what happened? Yeah, I ended up taking it. Um, so I'll be moving there next week, actually. To nice. Butte. Wow. Yeah, from Indiana. So it's going to be a long drive. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, it's a good time of year to drive, though. You know, you're not going to be fighting any winter storms or anything like that. You'll yeah. see a lot of the country. It should be fun. Yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, I'm going to be driving it with my with my dad. So it'll be a good cool. father son experience, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to mainly talk about the infrastructure bill. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a engineer for a utility company and work on distribution grid. And I was just curious cause I haven't really heard much about it. I don't know if how much you guys know about it, but do you guys know anything? If there's any like power grids updating the power grid in that bill at all, or is it just a bunch of random crap? 
I have not followed the bill closely at all. I know for a while everything was infrastructure. So it was thrown into this. What was it? A $2 trillion bill, something like that. Um, a, a smallish percentage of which is, is roads and bridges. Uh, so it does seem from a, my broad understanding of the bill, I've, I've heard it described that the definition of infrastructure is very broad, but as far as the specifics, I haven't looked closely at the bill and I know it's, um, I think Biden is still negotiating it, uh, the last couple of days. So as far as its prospects for passage, it's looking a little rough. Yeah, I mean that. I mean the power grid is definitely something that should and definitely needs to be upgraded. Because I don't know if most people know that if there's a power outage, the utility company doesn't really know about it until they get a phone call from a customer that the hmm. power's out. Really? Yeah. They have so, no mechanism by which to figure it out for themselves. Um, they're trying to with um, like smart meters and things like that. But like my current position, I'm a grid modernization engineer, so I'm supposed to like update and modernize the grid. Um, most utilities are kind of really far behind on it. I'm lucky to work for like one of the largest utilities in the country. And we are just now starting at starting to add smart meters. So the majority of the country, they don't know if the power's out until someone calls in. Crazy. Really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and also we have had, we have tracked transformers on our substations that are from like the 1920s. Still, Ugh. yikes! Yeah, they don't replace those until until they break because of how expensive they are. Mm. Hmm. I don't know anything about this, but that freaks me out. So, <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's I, a it's really really old, and it definitely needs to be upgraded. And more companies need to start spending money towards upgrading it, but they don't want to because. Since you know uh, about power grid issues, I always hear it speculated as we've watched the the meat company become the victim of a cyber attack and we saw the pipeline become the victim of a cyber attack. I've heard the same could happen to power grids. Is that true? Or are they not vulnerable to that sort of thing? Oh, that that's definitely true. So, I mean, my, my family's in the power grid. My dad works for a company that controls the transmission power grid or the, basically the power grid for the whole Midwest from Ontario all the way down to Texas. Mm -hmm. And they have cyber attacks. They have like at least a hundred cyber attacks every day that they have to fight. Um, and if one of those were to succeed, what could they do? And are we talking about like turning the, off I, the power to mess? They uh, can knock out the entire power grid for the Midwest. Really? Yep. Um, yeah. So my dad's company, they're the ones that tell um, the, the, let's say the power plant, how much electricity to produce to cover the load. And if they don't do that, then the power comp or the power plant won't really produce that much load, so it can knock out the entire um, the the entire power of the Midwest hmm. if that happens. Um, also, on a side note, with my dad's company, they don't like hiring people in the U.S. Um, he says they hire people straight from China a lot, hmm. so they have old departments full of Chinese. Hmm. Why? What? What's the reason behind that? Uh, they don't want to hire white men. <laughs> oh, it's a diversity thing. Yeah, it's a diversity. Thing. Oh, yeah, because there aren't enough Chinese people in the world. <laughs> yeah, they're all getting right. rid of all the old white white men in his company, so he's kind of freaking out about that. Well, when I think of a well managed power grid, I think diversity. I can't wait. 
<laughs> oh man. All right. Um, thank you for the call and congrats on the job. That's very cool. And yeah. uh, enjoy your drive enjoy out. You. Thank you. You guys have a good night. You as well. Uh, this caller, as we've mentioned before, just the the short version of the N word. That's his name. I can't say it. Yeah, you can. Oh, <laughs> Mr. N word. Hey, hi there. Hey, um, yeah. So I was just going to build further on what I've called in previously about before, which is the whole uh, cascade political system. If you uh. Remind me. Mm, Remind, yeah. I need a refresher. I'm sure I'll. Re- I'm sure it'll come back to me. So, so the political system is essentially that you can only vote in your local election. Uh-huh. You can't vote in your statewide election or federal election. Oh, and, this is a hypothetical. And, this is like yeah, the, the yeah. system you've designed or would would like to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think it's just it's I you know. Sometimes when the call ends, you guys have your extra thoughts. And so I wanted to clarify some of that. Mm -hmm. And then I think there was a previous caller a few weeks ago that had some of his thoughts that's on it. So I just kind of wanted to address address that. Yeah. And then, you know, bounce it off of you guys and see what what else you guys kind of think. So just to just to refresh this in about 15 seconds for someone who hadn't heard before your idea is you only vote locally and leadership beyond the local level is selected by ascending layers of politicians is that correct like you you select your local leaders your local leaders select your state leaders state leadership selects national leadership is that correct yeah yeah that's correct all right that is correct and the reason why is because it is my theory that um people who don't believe that they have control over themselves and their surroundings are the ones that are prone and ready to vote for themselves and other people to no longer mm. have the freedom and control over their own lives. Hmm. So what it, would be this, the smallest level of local government? So like it, it doesn't necessarily matter. It would be like municipality. And I think one of your questions was kind of like a like, how do you stop uh, multiple municipalities to, to essentially group together to bully out other municipalities? Oh, yeah. And then how do you control for population? And, and um, like one, you know, a large metropolitan city versus a small local village or whatever. So it doesn't really matter because is in the way that I would say voting should be is should be your vote is proportional to the amount of tax dollars that you give. So if you're really, really rich, then you give tons of tax dollars to build roads and everything, then you get to decide, yes, I want to build my roads. And therefore that builds the roads. But if you're somebody who is a on welfare, then your vote wouldn't count at all because you're actually taking from the system. You aren't actually giving into the system. So you don't actually get a vote. So, so I think that would be like one of my caveats. Yeah, but there. what if the elite makes all of us poor? Right. The other thing that makes me sorry, go ahead. So if the elite is essentially voting for taxation and then you would then get a vote by proxy because you would then be starting to be taxed. Right. And then if the elite votes for tax reductions on themselves to make themselves richer, then their vote would then decrease in Mm. power. I'm definitely interested in 
uh, some sort of a skin in the game qualification for voting. What makes me nervous about scaling it to wealth essentially is what you're talking about there. I'm not anti-wealth in any way, but I can envision a situation in which somebody earns $100 billion on a great product that they developed in their garage, and that's more power to them. That's great. But should that guy have a hundred, I don't know, a hundred million or a hundred uh, or a thousand uh, times the vote of somebody who, say, started a successful grocery store in his town or something like that? They've both been producers. They both own property. They're both they both yeah. have skin in the game. But one guy could drown out. Let's put it this way: the billionaire who made a great product could drown out hundreds or thousands of other net producers who also made a great product. It just doesn't have quite the same market value as, as his did. Yeah. But as I said, this is kind of based off of taxation, right? So if the hundred billion dollar man and is putting a, a billion dollars into the, uh, into the government coffers mm-hmm. there's to build out the infrastructure, then I think he should have majority of vote on how the coffer is spent. Why not just, uh, it seems like you could just do everything privately though, then like if he wants to spend his money to build roads, God bless him. He can do it. Why, why do we, if he essentially is the government at that point, because he's got all the say based on his contribution to the state. Um, what, why is the government even necessary? Aren't they just well, doing like, his bidding? I, I wouldn't say that it is necessarily like an authoritarian way of just him, because at the end of the day, you know, you could have multiple small producers that are each contributing, you know, relatively smaller amounts, amounts mm. but they can, uh, you know, collectively, their bargaining power is larger. Well, not necessarily. Right? So that, that's if, why it's it, balanced. They might, it might not be. I mean, it, it, it might be the case that you have a very uh, select few people who are very large net tax contributors who would essentially have a, a small group control of the country's at least finances, uh, taxing and spending in that way. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Like I, I agree with that. It, I'm just, I just think that it would create, like, I think that's a balance there of that. If, because they would be reducing their own wealth if they're paying more into the government. And while the other person can be increasing his wealth conversely, well, what's your tax scheme here? Are you talking like flat rate or you, that makes it sound like it's voluntary almost. So you can just cut a check for whatever you want. Yeah. 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 So it gets pretty close to voluntarism and, and I would say tax scheme. I do think that it would have to get into this way where there might not be any corporation corporate tax at all. And I think that's kind of brings another question up, which is if, I were to double, like in this hypothetical world, in this hypothetical world, if your salary were to be doubled, but your tax rate would also be doubled, would you be okay with that? And that's what I think is that current in our current system, a lot of our taxes is our, you know, they're all sparse here and there to a point that nobody really knows how much they actually pay on tax per product. They only know what like their own sales taxes specifically but not really factoring in all the other taxes along the way. Hmm. All right. Well, we are, we are due for a break, so I'll have to let you go. Okay. But uh, if, do you have any quick last words about this, uh, uh, this yeah, fancy utopia last, world? Yeah. A couple of quick last words is will be that one birthright citizenship must end. Agree and, on that um, for sure. 
dual uh dual citizenship should be limited to only uh your closest allies ever and the last thing is that i don't believe that there is any kind of genetic component to freedom considering that the ussr you know large proportion of whites there and they still turn to communism and you have the same kind of deal in like portland and stuff okay that's it thank you man those are <laughs> i agree appreciate it thank you uh agree on some disagree on some we're kind of out of time <laughs> Unfortunately, do you have any thoughts? I mean, I fundamentally disagree with income tax. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, certainly on the federal level, especially that that should be done away with, though. At least they went the right route and got a constitutional amendment in on that one instead of just inventing yeah. it in there. But I don't think this would work. The, the government representation scheme, I'm kind of interested in the tax scheme. The tax scheme is a little rougher to me, but you know, that's how you get these things thought out. You gotta, you gotta talk about them. You gotta debate them. You gotta iron it out. And there clearly is a genetic component to freedom loving people, obviously at, at a minimum it's correlated to IQ. I'm sure there's probably some truth to that. Uh, yeah. All I know is there are certain parts of the world that want nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it at all. And also, it can't be. Who's our ally? no, no dual citizenship under any I would be more comfortable with a no answer on that as well. Yeah. All right. We're, we're due for a break though. Lots of uh, interesting things to think about in that call. Uh, Long Don John says, has Fauci been fired yet? Not as of uh, before the show. I, I checked like two hours ago still. Not only will he not be fired, he'll probably be elevated to some higher position. Oh, they're going to fire um, the shit out of him. Yeah, he's toast. You you think that like so you really think that there's some kind of institutional turn on him and they're actually going to toss him under the bus? Oh yeah, that guy's. Fucked. You think so? Yeah. Like right. this is all a big uh some kind of big scheme going on. But why? Why would they why would they get rid of him? I don't know. All will be revealed soon. Maybe they couldn't stop uh, this information from getting out. And... Maybe we can merge your theory and mine, which is, of course, <laughs> is that this was all done intentionally. Cooperation between the CCP and the Democratic Party to oust a common enemy and Donald Trump. And now they can yeah. uh, they can paint Fauci as like this rogue actor who did all these irresponsible things to make it happen. They can toss him out of the bus and the Democrats can still save face as having nothing to do with it. OK. All right. I can get on board with that. OK. Um, incompetent hands 30 says, Matt, move to Florida. No, miss, no ape. We have AC <laughs> and you work from home. I'll uh, take you out on the boat. Sorry in advance about your guns. Blonde can stay. Not putting that amazing hair in this humidity. I did grow up in humidity and I freaking hated it. However, hmm. next winter, I think we're going to take a friend trip to Florida. Hmm. I'm trying to convince everybody, either Florida or Maui, but I hate Hawaii. We really wanted to go to Hawaii for our honeymoon and um you know you couldn't so I, I would i've been to florida before i wouldn't mind visiting i don't think i could live there and i've never been to hawaii and i'd like to visit hawaii fucking sucks uh i, I don't know you guys get a lot of sun in the winter we don't, we don't in north idaho and so your winters are probably a lot more manageable than ours although they're colder you mean mine or florida yours well, I guess you're a little more north than me, but you're still dealing with short days here. We're higher elevation for sure. Yeah. Although and Bozeman, you do winter sports, so yeah, you're probably getting the, that vitamin D. The days are short here. I mean, the cold, the shortest days of the year, the sun is setting at like four o'clock. Yeah. 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 
Um, Black Magic. I'm not falling for this. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it. Is it a good one? No, it's about the Holocaust. I can't read this. Oh, I thought it was another one about uh, some kind of pornographic description. No, but that one was pretty good. It almost got me. Um, Amanda says, um, what's up with the WMD dude? Fascination with smallpox much? Question mark, question <laughs> he mark. might be working on smallpox. I don't know. Brady Sutliff says, no, no, just love yous. And haven't donated in months. Keep it coming. Or else PS restrictions in, by, in Pennsylvania by July 7th or... 70% vaccinated, whichever comes first. I'm a country boy, and there's still more than half masks. In Northeast PA, gross. Oh, that sucks. Thanks I am for not going to be niggardly. Hayden says, can I conceal carry a vial of acid for non-lethal self-defense? I, there have to be some rules here, Skag. This is libertarian nonsense. I'm, I'm saying the slope of trying to criminalize certain property without actually damage... Creating crimes that don't actually violate the rights of other people, very dangerous territory. And simply having a piece of property that hasn't actually harmed someone or violated someone's rights, you're going to have to give me a limiting principle because is dangerous. That is so broad, it could be used to describe almost anything under the sun. Could destroy humanity. Okay, but you're going to need more definition than that right, i mean the only way we're going to be able to do this is to agree on how many people you could kill in one fell swoop realistically but even that's an arbitrary line and certainly a vial of acid doesn't qualify under that definition no uh you think people should be able to carry vials of acid for defensive purposes i don't have a problem with someone carrying a vial of acid i do have a problem with someone throwing acid in someone's face without proper justification for doing it yeah but you have a problem with someone shooting somebody else without proper justification so i don't, I don't see how that's inconsistent yeah yeah i'm talking about the mass destructive like the well you know, but biological here, warfare nuclear weapons i think it is virtually indisputable that a gun is capable of more human carnage than a vial of acid yeah okay but we have no problem with people carrying guns on the street well a lot of people do but if what if a lot of people carry the vials of acid? That's that's the point. No, I think there's less of an ideological inconsistency with the vial of acid thing than there is with something that could wipe out an entire continent. Well, here, gut level, I get what you're saying, that there are some things that are so destructive. Perhaps we ought to be very careful in who has them and under what conditions. Or maybe nobody should have them. Have them well, right? but we need to have a very strict and clear limiting principle on that because otherwise we're just saying i don't like that property it looks scary to me i should be able to take it away well what about nuclear weapons there's a precedent for for human suffering and destruction i just need to know what what that definition is what is that box i mean the only way i can think of is that is that we find a number of people that it could reasonably kill Okay. Well, I mean, and to be fair, I am consistent in that. I think that nobody can be trusted with some of these things, but, but I don't think of anybody should have a nuclear arsenal, but let's put it this way. Like in a gun safe, if you have an AR and a thousand rounds that could theoretically kill a thousand people, if yeah, you really yeah. manage your shots, well, maybe more, if you got people lined up the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah what that, is that yeah. line? How do anyway, we're, we're running out of time. Obviously, we I, probably won't settle this one. I can't explain it, but I still don't think people should be able to have biological weapons. Uh, it's not insane. I get the gut level thing, but of course, I'm not a gut level guy. I need yeah. a specific articulation. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Eric Burns March. It would be socially responsible uh, if the government barred families headed by two women and members of the religion of peace from owning minivans. I can't disagree with that. that that's true. That's obviously, okay, you can't rent a Home Depot truck to a jihadi. You can't rent an SUV to a lesbian couple driving down the 101. These are common sense things that I am fully on board with. Godzilla says at any time you have chemicals under your kitchen sink that could you could take and throw into a room and kill everyone. There's opportunity already there. Uh, that's true, but you have them in separate places. Once you build the bomb, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. We got to keep moving. All right. <laughs> I've indulged this enough. We're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me uh, check in on uh, Trovo D live real quick. Uh, let's see. Zizor. Uh, ETC, thank you guys for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Um, Swinecraft over on Trovo, appreciate you as well. And let me check on Tippy Stream. We'll get right back into the calls. I'm already behind time, so thank you guys for your patience. Uh, let's see, Phil. Got to be careful with Phil. But Phil says I have to wonder if the Biden administration's extreme focus on white supremacy uh, and more recently the Tulsa riots is a hundred of a hundred years ago is him threatening white men who would defend their families from <laughs> unscrupulous characters. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Like the, the white supremacy is the biggest terror threat. And I was so pissed off on Monday morning. Cause I turned on NBC news. Like I usually do, which is my own fault. Why would I do that? But it's every it's, day. It's freaking Memorial day. How much they talk about Memorial day, how much they talk about some military story that we'd all like to hear. How much they talk about the meaning of the day zero how much do they talk about uh black wall street and tulsa and all this and i'm not even like that is a a, a, a historically relevant uh day and it is the hundred year anniversary i'm not saying it is totally out of nowhere but to give no minutes to memorial day and all the time to this uh yeah. this, the greatest hate crime of all time that that was way off and it looks like biden's doing the same thing no surprise there Aaron says, uh, I am organizing a list, uh, listener meetup in Minnesota for Saturday, June 5th on the afternoon or in the afternoon in the metro area. Contact, contact Aaron D from Minnesota in the listener contact sheet if you would like an invite. Also planning on organizing another one for sometime in July. Well, that's very cool. I know um, I got to, when I last trip I took in the fall of 2019, I got to meet a lot of people in the group. So it was, it was very fun and uh, I hope it goes well. And send us a picture if you uh, end up having the meetup. Yep. Appreciate it. Okay. I'm behind on time. So let's get into back into the calls. Uh, Instinct Blues. You're good to go if you're ready. Can't hear you. Instinct. There we go. go. How you doing? Doing well. I know you'll love to hear that. (laughs) What's on your mind? Uh, This is kind of neat. First time calling. And I've been listening since like, I don't know before the election in 2016 so this is cool. that's really old oh, you should have left a long time ago i know what are you doing what are <sighs> well, you doing with no, your life was, man was, what's up i was planning on continuing to listen and then i was so offended by your uh pocket smallpox <laughs> that i think i might have to actually stop <laughs> yeah. watching the show thank so, you that's I'm what I, got you man i finally achieved it i um was calling to ask about like how you feel the dad should be involved when it comes to taking care of the child. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Okay. This is interesting. If you so, would have talked, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, 
I, my wife and I, we're, I'm calm from the loo. So what's up, blonde? How you doing? Good. Um, we live here, just the two of us, no family. So we basically, whenever she's working, she's part-time. I'm taking care of the kid. Whenever I'm working, she's taking care of the kid. Yeah. But yeah. that means, you know, I'm doing a lot of like diaper changes. I'm putting her to bed. I'm talking to her. I'm really involved in her life. Yeah. Um, how involved is your husband? And then if you don't mind saying something like that, and then Matt, how involved do you feel like you're going to be mm. in taking care of and raising your kid? If you would have, can I go first? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the direct experience. Mine's hypothetical at this point. If you would have talked to me before I had a baby, I'd be like, that kind of work would make me less attractive to my husband or make my husband less attractive to me because it's emasculating. But I swear to God, I'm so tired that like the help I get from him, it just endears him to me so much. Hmm. (laughs) It makes me so happy. And he has a close bond with our daughter because... He does stuff like that. So lately she's been sleeping really badly. And so for an hour in the morning, he'll watch her and uh, like change her diaper and hang out with her. And I swear to God, I've never loved him more. It's so yeah. helpful. And uh, he's helpful around the house. And But I, I also work part time um, and we both have flexible schedules. So I think it's really good for, especially if you have a daughter, for her to see her father in a way that's not so intimidating. So for them to do some of the, the dirty work, like changing diapers and stuff like that. Um, and if you're both making money, then you just have to share the childcare duties. Otherwise one of you is going to be super resentful. So like this, this strict egalitarian thing, it only works in situations where the man is making all the money. Right. Otherwise you guys both have to share duties because the woman, if, if you make your wife, do all the childcare and work, she's going to be like, what's the point of you? And I have to bang you. Like, what's the point? Like, what's the point (laughs) of all this? Um, So I think that she probably really appreciates that you're helping. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like you're doing things right. The goal that I have, sorry, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I'm good. Okay. I I don't, I don't have much to say because this is just what we think is going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen once the baby is a external reality um, for which I have to, apply care um so our goal is to have her not working and full-time caretaker that's that's the goal there are some financial considerations that we'll have to iron out so i don't know if that's going to happen or not but that's what we're working towards right now and uh in that situation i would assume she'd probably take on most of that sort of uh like changing diaper duty and and all of the sort of uh like daily hygiene type stuff um but Obviously, when the infant is that young, like I envision my role as more of like long term as more like discipline and uh, adventure. You know, we're going to go do something fun. We're going to go we're going to go discover something. We're going to go find things, whatever. But that doesn't come in for years. Right. So I got to find ways to to interact with my son before he's able to do all of those things. So I I can't imagine that I'm going to be shirking all of those duties. I just don't know what the distribution is going to be. And then I take care of all the diapers just for my husband. That's a sweet deal. Yeah. I'm hoping to get that. It's different for me because I'm also a pediatric nurse. So like mm. I have a lot of experience oh. doing this anyways, which is yeah. in a way not a very masculine role, but um, we really yeah. don't have much of a choice one way or the other. Is it working for you guys? I think it's working for us. Yeah. Mm. Then why are you worried? We're not. 
but <laughs> I just was interested in talking about it. It's hard because, you know, part of me wants to be that like chat alpha male that just comes home and be like, where's the food? But, yeah. you know, I also realize how freaking hard it is with just the two of us and no one else to really help. Yeah. Um, That's the other thing. I have a lot of help from my parents. Hmm. They, they're hugely helpful. How is St. Louis looking these days? I, I try to stay out of the city unless I have to work. So well, I live yeah. in the county. Do you live um, in what county do you live in? Um, almost South County. So. Oh, OK. All right. Not it, so bad. It stays. Um, it doesn't get uh, dark here that that early. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. It, um, it, uh, it's nice around this place. Uh, it's not that bad. We'll probably end up having but for oh. family. But that's just a whole nother conversation that I don't think we have time for now. You know where to stay out of. So I don't need to tell you. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate the thoughts and uh, yeah, all the best yeah, to your family. Right. Thanks so much. Thank Good you. luck Bye. with your trial, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. You know, I think about planning all these thing in, things in advance, and I know that once uh, once all of these things are realities, a lot of that stuff's going to go out the out the window anyway. You know. Well, so, it kind of just depends on what your kid is like. Yes. I uh, I expect him to pop out of the womb and start talking about the the philosophy of smallpox vials in pockets. Yeah, that's, really. That's what I hope for. You might have a hard time though because you have a really regimented schedule. Yeah, um, which uh, that, that might be rough. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also but I do build in plenty of like non political non internet time for me because I have to do that for my own sanity. So, no, but like you wake up and sleep at the same time and you nap oh, at the yeah, same yeah. time. Yeah, and as that's far as all going to be destroyed. You know? That will probably be rough on me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zarafa is up next. Zarafa, you there? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. I just would like to uh, say hello to both of you first off and uh, to, to note how beautiful Blonde is. Oh. It's very radiant. Thank uh, you. Your husband must be jealous of all the attention getting from Discord. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, people on Discord hate me, and my husband doesn't. He has no idea what I do. So, oh, oh. it's okay. It's oh, well. better that way. Um, I would start by saying that I consider myself a post-Maoist nationalist, <laughs> and my pronouns are not relevant whatsoever to the following <laughs> things that I have to say. Okay. Um. Uh, that said, I would like to make a statement concerning when we find cause for a lot of issues with progressive policy decisions and progressive actions within the public space or within the general context of uh, national life, I don't think it's valuable to blame them. It's We should understand, yes, they are responsible. Yes, their policies are destructive. But it's it's we should understand that, yes, progressives are going to do something. We cannot let ourselves be shocked. Because while they're doing something, the smarter bunch of those of those generalized political groups or political movements are accomplishing something. And thusly, I wanted to say that we shouldn't blame them, but we should recognize that progressives are going to do, as one might say in colloquialism, are going to do progressive things. Um, that's true. The extreme There's something reassuring about them acting in a way that's predictable, <laughs> I gotta say. The extremity is, it's incremental, but it should be expected. And then we should approach it as we understand what they're going to do. What is our move? Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't always be responsive, but it should be, it should be uh, recognizing the patterns of this. 
Um, another of the few things that I want to hurry and say before I take up all my time and uh, waste your all your all's time is to uh, say I do recommend um, anyone who's anyone I do recommend they read quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong. Uh, Mao Zedong. Um, the English translation does him does some of the ideas justice, and I think it is very galvanizing. I I do give credit to some of some of some socialist literature that I have encountered and read uh, in the past. I think it's very valuable for, for oh, wow. uh, any nationalist movement, whether it has whether it has conservative or national uh, conservative or libertarian tendencies to it. I think that it's still relevant to, I guess the what I guess the term would be zeitgeist of uh, of those movements, and so I do recommend reading uh, quotations from Chairman Zhao, uh, quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong, excuse me, and I also recommend reading. Uh, uh, he's another dusty dead socialist, uh, Peter uh, Kropot, uh, Kropot. I'm getting his name wrong. It's Russian Kropotkin. Okay. Um, I do recommend that people read these read these things of literature um, to be familiar with movements. And I think the dangerous thing to the dangerous thing about um, the thing that makes the thing that's important is that when we assess these literature, uh, it can inform us on how we should respond to what's going on in our current time, current context. Of course, for for me, I consider myself from a nationalist perspective, but I also think uh, I think of the libertarian aspects of my own personal politics mm. and how we respond in how to respond to um, that progressive pool or the progressive context that's suddenly start starting in the moment. Mm. Um, the last portion, the last thing I want to end with is the question for both of you. I'm sure Blonde might like either hate this or love this. Um, I was thinking of a of a voting privilege based off marriage first mm. to initiate uh, to initiate voting privileges and then to extend voting privileges uh, a couple must provide children so it's it's a time delayed there's an expiration date on voting privileges and it's based off of uh it's based firstly off of coupling and then producing children um this is in a context, of course, what is it, net zero immigration, um, the end of birthright citizenship, um, and the the idea being that at a certain time it will automatically expire, but it is extended, it can be extended however long as much as those who are, those couples who are married and are fertile can have children. And for those who may not be able to have children, they might get a waiver for that privilege. But of course, that will be expired and it will be limited. Oh, okay. Well, that was going to be my argument that that's discriminatory against infertile people that are, you know, through no fault of their own. Um, and also it would eliminate uh, a lot of single white males. I think that's an important voting block. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, I, I think the... I guess we, we'll really have to we'll that. have to leave it there. We were, sure. were but I yeah, appreciate the comment. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye have bye. a great night. All right. Uh Kahlo is up next. Kahlo, you there? Hello? Hey, what's up? 
What's what? on your mind? Hold on, I'm going to turn you guys up for a second. All right. Hi. Uh, first of all, thank you for your channel, Matt. I've been watching for a few years now. Oh, thanks. Appreciate and it. And I love it. Um, and I want to read you guys something, and I want to know how you guys feel about it. Okay. Uh, this is from my APA writing, so American Psychological Association writing how to write a uh, scientific article. And this is about bias-free language. Okay. And it goes, individuals whose gender varies from presumptions based on their sex assigned at birth may use terms other than transgender to describe their gender, including gender non-conforming, gender queer, gender non-binary, gender creative, agender, or two-spirit, oh. to name a few. Note that two-spirit is a term specific to ind indigenous and Native American communities. Okay. Oh my god. Wait, I'm confused. So this is a style guide for writing what? Pure, can yeah, you give me the context once more? This is how to write a, uh, a scientific article for psychology. Basically. Okay. But they're telling you and they're saying these are good terms to use. Yes. As opposed to what? What would be the alternative? Just generic As transgender to... LGBT? Something less specific? Yeah. Okay. It's going to become so restrictive, this dumbass language you have to use, that nobody is going to go into these fields except for shitlib retards. And then they're going to be managing the entire medical community. We are so fucked. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, half those words I've never even heard of or used in any I've heard, I haven't heard a gender before, but I've I definitely heard two I've... spirit, which is the dumbest of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Two spirit is a gender was, thing. Uh, it's an Indian gender thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was used by like the prime minister of Canada, whatever oh, his name was. Trudeau. Yeah, yeah that was it. <laughs> Two spirit is a modern pan-Indian umbrella term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe Native people in their communities who fulfill a traditional third <sighs> gender or gender variant. Oh, for fuck's sake! Ceremonial and social role in their cultures. Okay. All right. Um, so are, are you writing any papers in this style or what? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, that's the like final part of the, uh, the course. Yeah. Do what you got to do. But uh, are you writing anything in this topic though? Would you have to like, why would you have to use these words if you weren't talking about this, this stuff? Well, no, our, our thing is about like social media use. Okay. But um but yeah, this is just like for your information in the future, basically. Ah. This okay. Retarded. This whole thing is about bias free language. Ugh. And it goes into like gender and pronoun uses, uh gender identity. <laughs> disability. Bias free. I mean there's quite a bias in all of those terms. It's just bias of another in another yeah. direction. As though yeah. any of that is objective or scientifically objective specifically. No, none of it is. Yeah, but <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for the, uh, the information. Godspeed yeah. to anyone writing uh, peer reviewed papers in the field of psychology <laughs> these days. Oh yeah. Dude. Appreciate it. Thank you, man.
Yeah, thank you. Okay, we are due for a break. I did uh, I did miss Phil's other chat this last time. He also said, maybe I shouldn't wonder at the motives of the most popular president of all time. This was, he's referencing the white supremacist terrorism is the greatest threat in the uh, Tulsa bit that Joe Biden was doing. After all, he's only accelerating trends that were present before a nation with no desire to survive and desperately eating and entertaining ourselves to death. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I suppose it'll be a good show. We shall see Uh, issue. Thanks for uh, supporting over on Trovo. And I'm all set for now. If you're good on YouTube. Um, Marba 93 on the issue of dangerous weapons, technological advancements, cats out of the bag. There's a reason why the fruit that doomed mankind came from the tree of knowledge. Hmm. It wasn't called the tree of wisdom for a reason. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Uh, wisdom is what you have to, you have to have wisdom to manage knowledge, of course. Right. right. Um, knowledge on its own can be valuable but if improperly managed can also be incredibly dangerous which was the whole point of terminator um i guess i don't maybe i need to see terminator 2 which it looks like that will be the next movie yes to flesh out that idea a little bit more holden mulray blonde i visited 28 states including florida lived in several and the most miserable weather i can remember was in st louis Hawaii hmm. differs island to island. God bless you both. It really is um, hell on earth there. It's really miserable. Humid, tornadoes, thunderstorms, hail. Yeah. yeah. Um, thoughts and blogs. Blonde, the great replacement is upon whites. I finally became a citizen. Don't hate me, please. I'll vote for Fuhrer Blonde. Joking aside, this is the greatest privilege of my life. I'm so grateful. Congratulations. I'm happy about that, too. Congrats. That is great to hear. And um, I know that that is a, a long time coming. For this particular individual so uh well learned i would say I all right answer that i did not mean to whoops um i'll have to just circle back with you we will come back to chat at the uh, end of the show i'm <clears throat> there we go clear my throat once more i've not done a good job getting through callers callers quickly so uh let's see are how you feeling better through. i forgot to ask yeah you. mostly uh it's pretty much on totally over but i still have uh some lingering frogs you know uh, but let's see if I can get through callers a little more efficiently in this last segment, and then we'll uh, catch up on email questions at the bottom of the hour. JD, you're up next if you're ready. You there? Oh, what's good, guys? Hey, JD. What's on your mind? Yeah, long time emailer, first time caller. Oh, well, thanks for calling in. Look at that. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I got, well, first of all, uh, between like the the toe thing and the gross medical stories, blonde, <laughs> I think you'd make a great nurse if this whole podcast thing doesn't really work out. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Oh, um, really? No, I don't care about people. Oh, <laughs> someone would come in on their last dying breath and she'd be saying, yeah, but what did he do to deserve this? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you have to have a love of humanity to do, to empty somebody's bedpan. I just I just don't have that. Yeah. That's true. Oh, well, I don't know. It's, it's all good. Uh, I don't know. It, I got uh, three topics, I guess. Do you want to talk about like how Ron Paul opened the door to like the woke military, transhumanism, mm. or uh, the like Chipotle shooting update? What? 
what's the Chipotle shooting? It was uh, it was like this time last year where the the um, we talked about it, didn't we? Have I forgotten the shooting? Which one was this? Accosted the 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 couple outside of Chipotle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So there there was no shots fired, but it was a defensive situation. Hit him with her car or something. Hit her she, with her car. She drew her gun after they obstructed her car. Obstructed her car. There it yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. There's an update on yeah. that. I guess we got to go with that one then. Okay. Um, well, they they set up like a little. Uh, this. I mean, it hasn't been updated in years. It's like a real shoddy looking website, I guess. Her her counsel or lawyer set it up. Still, I guess they had a pre-trial. Uh, back third week of april i think Mm -hmm. something along those lines she's still hasn't been able to get employment i guess and yeah still relying on uh uh some of the gofundme money other than that there hasn't been anything on the local news or anything like that Okay, so we don't have anything definitive just yet. A lot of trials and st- a lot of trials got screwed up over the last year because of coronavirus. So yeah. who knows? It might be something like that too. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, a buddy of mine, well, actually, a buddy of mine, he lived uh, right up the road from where that happened. And there's a gym I used to work at that was just literally five minutes up the road from where that happened. It, hmm. It wasn't like in uh, Detroit, the municipal area of Detroit or anything. This was like, uh, I want to say 30, 35 miles like northwest of Detroit in the suburbs. Real nice area, actually. I'm just going to Google quick and see if I can find any information. Um, They did get get felony assault charges filed against them. Or just the woman, I think. God. But I don't see any updates in uh, this happened true. July of last year. So we're almost a year after. But Yeah, it was it was like a little Facebook link. I saw that uh, linked to their little little page and their lawyer was, uh, I think, giving the guy giving the updates. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing just yet. All right. Well, thank you for um, reminding me of the story. Yeah, yeah, we I had totally forgotten about that. <laughs> So many crazy ones in the last year that that one has not had a lot of attention lately. Yeah. Oh, and then there was another one last year too. It was uh, uh, it was like a city councilwoman where uh, I work at. She went up to one of the lockdown protests, and I think she was chased off uh, city mm. council as well. Ugh. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of nuts. All well, right. Thank you for I thank you for that's... the info, man. Yeah, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. We've got to be really, really quick. quick. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Movie suggestion, Just Cause. It has uh, Blonde's boy, Sean Connery, in it. All right. Mm. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Dungeon Breath is up next. Dungeon Breath, you there? Hey, man. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. Um, Second time calling in, it's... uh been a little while uh last, last time i was calling in cleaning guns and uh totally coincidentally this time i'm calling in while playing with my kid over here <laughs> just got a new uh placard if you if you still haven't gotten some uh composite plates you really should uh i do i have um yeah i do i i bought uh 
Well, I have a couple. I, I hate to talk about everything I have. Yeah, I do no, have a couple different don't. setups, um, but, you know. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and also, before I forget, hi, hi Blonde. Hey. Hi. Um, and I just want to do a quick shout out to my friend Jordan, uh, my my, or my sister-in-law. She uh, she is pregnant and mm. she's a huge fan of yours, Blonde. So hopefully she'll she'll consider Rebecca as a name. Um, I think that would be adorable. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> but uh, just uh, want to, well, okay, real quick question. Matt, have you, uh, I know you were talking about getting uh, Last of Us 2 and that you're yeah. really excited about it. Yeah. Did you actually play it? <laughs> I didn't finish it, man. I got it when it came out. And okay, I'll tell you how far I got. Have you played it? No, go ahead and spoil it, please. Okay, and a spoiler, not major spoiler, because I didn't even finish the game, but if you're a person who's invested in The Last of Us 2, maybe skip forward a minute. But I got as far as the really jacked female character starts to become more of a part of the story. And I just, I know that you have to put yourself in that world, and, and same thing with the movies. I'm supposed to just suspend disbelief a little bit, but we're talking about a zombie apocalypse. Why is this bitch jacked more than any man in this world? And a zombie apocalypse world where you're short on food. What are you? Are you doing pull-ups all day in the zombie apocalypse world? Who is this chick? Then not only that, but when you have to play as her. I just got annoyed looking at her disgusting, but I don't want to see a female bodybuilder. Yeah. And the defenders of this were like, oh, but she was modeled after a real, a real female bodybuilder. Yeah. I don't want to look at that person. I, I don't, I'm tired of having this shit shoved in my face. Then I knew the game was going South again, spoiler alerts. When, what is it like maybe a couple hours in, it's already two lesbians smoking weed and licking each other's snatches. Ew. What? Like, All right, cool. I, I wanted to fight zombies, but thank you for putting this show in front of me. Seriously? Yeah, but then one of them turns out to be pregnant by, like, some other guy. And, of course, it's all, like, not that there's anything wrong with this, but you know why they do it. It's like it's like an Arab chick getting impregnated by an Asian guy, who's and she's a lesbian with this other chick. And this is a video game? Yes. It's an apocalypse this zombie world. maximum pause, blonde. It is... I just I, I couldn't finish it. And and video games to me are kind of like movies where even if I hate it, I generally see it through and I sort of finish the story at least. Couldn't do it this time. Haven't picked it up in months. Well, hey, just you wait for the uh, touching prequel where you find uh, the main character, that, that jacked girl becoming the uh, the local warlord over the store of <sighs> HRT and, and creatine. Oh, that would make sense if they had a whole supply <laughs> If they if they found a warehouse of protein powder and that's how she got that way, yeah. <laughs> that um, would make sense. Just uh, the I don't know how much uh, how much of your time is you know, or how much of your resources these days. You're probably spending everything on the uh, baby cribs and uh, yeah, know, video games have taken a baby. deep backseat. I do, I have been working my way through Assassin's Creed Valhalla and that's it. But I've I've been playing it since it came out. That shows you how slow I'm playing it. Okay, well, have you played Sekiro? No. Okay. It it doesn't seem like it would be something up your up your alley, but uh mm. if you're open to it, I might might ship something to your PO box. Sure. Yeah, any uh, anytime. And uh and the other the only other thing I had to mention real quick was the uh so I guess it's far enough away that I feel like I'm not going to be uh visited by some glowies, but the <laughs> uh, sorry about the cat. The um 
January 6th. So yeah. I, I went with my manager, uh, just up and asked me to go with him. And so I, I rode along. We um, brought some, brought my armor and and like threw it on under my jacket because I didn't know how squirrely it was going to get that day. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, ended up, I saw John. Wait, wait so you're saying you were there at the Capitol? I was no, not well, not at the Capitol building, but I. But you I were was, in DC. Yeah, I was in DC. Yeah, we we okay. we watched Trump's speech and then left. And okay. uh, as I was leaving, I saw John Sullivan getting into a car. Really. Yeah, and and that blonde chick, and I I remember because it was really weird at the time. I was like, "What is like this guy does not this like skinny this like skinny black dude does not look like a Trump supporter." And also, he threw me the black power fist, like when when I like <laughs> greeted him. So, huh. and you didn't know like, who he was at the time. He was just no okay no. This was before he even did anything. This was yeah. he was getting in a car like at our hotel and and going somewhere. And based on the timeline. Uh, like Sargon put together a really, really good timeline over on his or his website. Okay. And based on the timeline, it looks like that was right before he like he and and that girl broke in. Okay, man. Yeah. So you anyway, were right there. Just, you could have you yeah. could have changed history. Yeah, I could have like <laughs> I don't know tripped and knocked him over and yeah. broken his shenders on I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it it was. Anyway, just kind of interesting. Yeah, but, uh, weird yeah, to see a little bit of history like that. Yeah, but, but anyway, so you um, but you didn't go to the Capitol building at all, so you didn't get no, that no, experience. No. Okay, no, I didn't. Wow, thank God. Um, what was the reason you decided not to go down there? Um, we were, um, so we got up there. It was it was like this crazy crazy crowd, and we were waiting for like hours for him to. I mean, I mean, you know, Trump. He was like, "Yeah, hey, I'll be there. I'll be going on at like I think it was 11, and mm. he didn't. He didn't get on the stage until like 1230. And, and so by the time he finally got on the stage, we were just, we were freezing and we were ready to go. I see. And, uh, and it didn't like at that time, it, it, we were like already like halfway walked away by, yeah. by the time he started talking. So like, so after he finished, we're like, all right, whatever, we'll just go back to the hotel. So we, we didn't even realize that there was a big group of people going to the Capitol. And if we had yeah. been in a different position, we might've. So thank God. I guess. Yeah. Probably for the best. Probably. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, Y'all have a great night. You as well. Bye. Bye. Okay. Michigan expat up next. Mr. Expat, you there? Uh, Matt, you there? Yes, sir. And let's see here. I'm also talking to not Lauren Southern. Is that right? What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. We don't um, even look that much alike. People in my comments are always like, "Lauren, you blah 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 blah." I'm like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> Honestly, I'm 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 more just poking fun at my at myself that I'm I once mistook you for the same people. But um, uh, hmm. yeah, just um, <clears throat> well, do all white chicks look the same to you? <laughs> exactly. It's racist. Yeah. That, 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 that would that would be the joke. That 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 would be the joke. Anyway. I have a couple of recommendations to make, and if we still have time, I have a question to ask uh, both of you. Okay, so my recommendations are, okay, now, uh, Blonde, uh, you know, I saw your, uh, you know, I do appreciate the interviews you've been doing with people, and I, you know, I, I saw your last one with uh, Brittany Pettibone, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you, if, if you hadn't interviewed her, I, I was going to recommend you actually try and get in contact with her, because uh, her channel was recommended to me after I discovered your guys' channel. Oh, really? And I'm... Uh, and another, yes, another channel that might be good, uh, n- another person might be good to talk to is Sydney Watson. You know, Sydney as in yeah. Sydney, Australia. 
and yeah. Watson as in, you know, from the Sherlock Holmes tales. Yeah. Um, you know, she's also a conservative woman. Uh, and she talks a lot about all the, you know, gender bending shenanigans that are, you know, going on in the world and society and the schools and whatever. So, yeah, if you can uh, contact her, she might be a, a cool person to uh, talk to. Because, like I said, her channel was also recommended to me after your guys' channel and Brittany Pettibone's channel. Interesting. And, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, she's, uh, she's uh, Australian, actually, and then she moved to the U.S. So she might have an especially interesting perspective. Um, okay, second suggestion. Now, I'm sure, you, I'm sure this is probably already in stone, but just in case you're willing to entertain another suggestion— I mean, Matt, you know, I got to be honest with you. I mean, the Matt and Blonde show, I mean, you know, maybe it's, you know. Uh, He'll kill you. Non-self-aggrandizing, you know, kind of ironically. But I mean, otherwise, I mean, you already have like two other slogans that you can use. I mean, you can either call it your sanity safe space with Matt Christensen and Blonde, or you can just call it frankly the best with Matt Christensen too and Blonde. Complicated, I mean, you already have, too complicated. Yeah, too yeah. complicated. But I mean, you, you, you already have those. I mean. I mean, if you're fine, if you're fine with it the way it is, you know, that you're fine we with can't it the way do it another is. rebrand. This is uh, a yeah, forever rebrand. This is uh, a yeah. yeah. Simplicity that's, is that's key. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. And otherwise, the question I want to ask you, I have a relative who has concerns about owning a firearm. Perhaps you can mm. lay him the rest. But um, OK, so there's four different concerns he has. OK, so he's kind of afraid that someone else in the house would use it on him or would otherwise he would otherwise off himself in a drunken fit of despair. Uh-huh. Uh, number two, he doesn't want to be on a list for owning a firearm and branded as, you know, some kind of government dissident because of it. Yeah. Uh, point number three, doesn't want to be, you know, he doesn't want to be framed by someone else, you know, for, for someone else's murder if someone stole his firearm. And the last one, he doesn't want to end up in court for using a firearm in self-defense. So well, I'd rather I, be, I mean, I, okay, I can take those in order. Um, okay, sure. remind me, number one. Okay, so he's afraid that someone else in the house would use it to either off him or he might end up offing himself. Just, okay, yeah. Drunk of Are we talking about a handgun or just any gun? Just any gun at all whatsoever. Let, let's, say he, let's say he picks up a handgun. He doesn't own a gun right now. He's thinking about buying. That's what you're saying? Exactly. Let's say exactly. he picks up a handgun. There are all kinds of great lockboxes you can get. So you can keep it secure and accessible only to yourself. And they're actually pretty quick. You could have a, like a keypad entry. Um, there are different way, There are different locking mechanisms where you can keep it secure but still pretty accessible in any kind of uh, urgent circumstance. So um, – yeah, I mean, in general, if I lived with roommates or if I lived with people, if there were people coming in and out of my house and I didn't necessarily know who they were, or I was worried that they would get into my stuff, absolutely wouldn't keep a firearm unsecured in general anyway. So there are plenty of ways to keep it accessible only to you if that's what you want to do. Okay, gun vault, right. Uh, second one, doesn't want to be on a list for owning a firearm and branded as some kind of government dissident because of it. So t strictly speaking, there is no list, even though when you go to a form and you or when you go to a store and you fill out the form to do the transfer, the federal government is prohibited from keeping a database uh, of that information. Now, if the ATF were ever to investigate, they would go to the store and um, they could get those records. But you're not put on a list merely by buying a gun um, if you don't trust that form. Um, and you don't trust the uh, the background check process with the FBI. What state do you live in? Uh, let's see, either South Carolina or North Carolina. Uh, you'd have to check what the law on private transfer there is. You could 
buy a gun privately and there'd be no record of the, the sale at all. And this is 100% legal ATF and su- follow all laws, Susan. Um, but you, you there are ways to uh, there are ways to acquire firearms legally within your state if your if your state uh, doesn't regulate that sort of thing without any sort of uh, federal paperwork involved. Okay. And a third one, you know, he's worried about being framed for someone else's murder if someone stole his firearm. For example, if he had to, like, stash it in his car or, you know, at home or whatever. Like you said, I guess, gun vault. Yeah, it's the same question as the first. And you can, you know, there are ways to keep your gun mobile yet secure. Again, lockbox type stuff. And then his final concern was, you know, he doesn't want to end up in court for using a firearm even in self-defense. I mean, his stance on things is just like, you know what, just just take my stuff. You know, leave me alone. Just take my stuff. What if they take your life? Exactly. See, that's 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 the point. That's the point I'd like to make. See? Yeah. Um, OK. Yeah, I think I think that every one of those concerns can be I, for, I don't even think they're invalid concerns. I think they're 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 all fine to have, but there are ways to eliminate those risks. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, that is all I really wanted to ask you for tonight. Blonde, again, I apologize for mistaking you for Lauren Southern back in the day. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you. you know, like I said, like I said, uh, Sydney Watson, she might be a cool person for you to talk to. So I guess try and get in contact with her, with her and see if she'll talk to you. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. Have a good night. That's it. You too. Bye. Okay. Jimny is up next. Jimny, you there? Give him a second. I don't actually have another caller available, so uh I'm here. Yeah. Oh wait, there we go. What's uh what's on your mind, dude? G'day. Um yeah, hey, nice to talk to you finally. Yeah. Uh, what, a quick thing on Dungeon Breast thing with Last of Us Two. I think the, <laughs> bit that, the first thing that switched me is, you know, it's twenty five years after an apocalypse and the first thing she says to the guy that had a problem with her lesbian relationship was bigot. But yeah, because that fucking word's still gonna be in use I by for- then. I yeah, forgot. Really. I'll indulge yeah. me just a little bit more blonde, but the game basically opens up with this lesbian going to like settle a, a dispute over bigot. They live in like Jackson, Wyoming or something. And she has to go to this. And this bar. is in a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, zombies control the world, basically. And yeah, she's into a post-apocalyptic. And she has to go to this local bar because the owner there disapproved of her being a lesbian, so she has to like settle the score or something. That clearly would be a priority. Yeah. So. I forgot about that. I forgot how dumb that was. That I basically yeah. erased that game from my memory because it sucked so bad. Sorry to re-traumatize you. No, it was it's <laughs> it was it sucked so bad it was funny. So it's kind of fun yeah. to you know the only thing that was cool about it did you like the guitar mechanic i kind of thought that was fun oh no i watched pewdiepie play it for about an hour and a half and even his quips couldn't get me through the fucking dialogue of the game (laughs) there's the the, there's a part of the game there's a just a guitar you can pick up and play different songs and kind of freestyle it using the controller and that was kind of interesting but at the same time if the coolest thing about a zombie apocalypse game is that i can (laughs) <laughs> strum on a guitar with an interesting mechanic you've you kind of lost the plot yeah anyway i'll quickly get to the point of the call i was either yeah, going to sure. offer you an unpopular opinion or a long uh, long timeline COVID conspiracy theory Ooh, that's a tough Ooh. pick because i like yeah. both of those uh ladies first blonde what do you like uh, i'm always up for a COVID conspiracy okay let's go with that okay 
So you may have noticed over the last, say, 20 to 30 years, there's been absolute heap of post-apocalyptic movies coming out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Now, if you consider that back in the 50s, the 60s, the CIA actually directed Hollywood to make a lot of movies, depending on what they wanted the population to start thinking. They had a lot, like, that's where James Bond came from. There's a whole documentary about it. And uh, thinking about how the last 20 years we've been flooded with these post-apocalyptic and zombie apocalyptic movies where everyone's reaction is, oh, there's an apocalypse or there's a virus outbreak, that means the whole world's going to die. And you combine that with the last uh, 15 years of this term anti-vaxxer suddenly becoming popularised. I mean, there's always been people that doubted vaccines, but why in the last 10 to 20 years has anti-vax become like an actual term that is used immediately to dismiss people like racist or bigot or sexist or whatever? Yeah. And I reckon the two, because they tried this with bird flu, they tried it with SARS-1, they tried this with swine flu. I reckon these have just been things that have been trying to psychologically tune people into act a certain way in response to a virus. And then with the launch of social media and everything and the way it's gone, I think that this was just the one that caught. And I reckon this has been planned for decades. Okay, so you're saying coronavirus was an opportunity rather than a plan itself. Is that correct? I think this is one of many times they have tried to do this. I'm not necessarily saying they released it for this. I just think there's all these viruses coming out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, this time they had tuned the population up enough with post-apocalyptic movies and the term anti-vaxxer that they were able to say, right, it's panic stations right now. The solution is is a vaccine. And anyone who denies even government control of the population hmm. is an anti-vaxxer. Hmm. There with has the been end- a lot of social programming through media. I'm with you there. That's true. A lot of this, a lot of that theme has been beaten to death just in what's coming out of Hollywood and what's on TV and all that. With the end goal just being um, just control of people, or, or is there a more specific end goal that they're trying to achieve in your mind? I don't know what the government's end goal is specifically. I'd like to have a look at what legislation's being passed. It could also be um, a large thing of experiment to see how much can we actually make the population do without any evidence yeah. just by fear-mongering. I think um, it's quite easy to get from financial political backers. You can just tell the pharmaceutical companies, yeah. hey, um, we're going to mandate a vaccine for 7 billion people. All we need is political contributions, and then I think it's being planned at a higher level of, I wonder how much we can actually make the population do. Oh, I, I'm fascinated by that. If Fauci had better sense for showmanship, the, the way Fauci could redeem himself, in my mind, is if he started a show called something like Fauci Says, and they just get focus groups together, and he, he tells them to do ridiculous things, and just see how many people would do it. See what they would well, do if given it. a Fauci command. Honestly, Penn and Teller did that with their show Bullshit. They took, um, there were recycle Ah. bins and they wanted to see how much they could get people to do. And they ended up having like seven or eight recycle bins they took out. And like, this is for toilet paper that hasn't got that much on it. This is for (laughs) food, which is wet that you have eaten, but it's only half. And this woman was like, yeah, no, I'll do all this. And like, they just lied on the, no, no, it's helping the planet. I'll do all of this. Like, of course, if 2020 proved anything, people are fucking dumb. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been very disappointing to see how people will just completely flip their lives upside down if told that they're supposed to by a supposed authority figure. Yeah. It's bummer. Anyway, um, um, I think that's enough for me. I'll let you get to the next call. Thanks yeah, very appreciate much for it. Yeah, appreciate it.
Thank you. Have a good night. See ya. It is like 90 degrees in here. I feel like I'm going to pass out. You're looking all right. You're not visibly sweating just yet, so that's good. Maybe you get one of those uh, like small room ACs or something. I'm but that would make a lot to. of noise, I guess. I just got like tunnel vision and stuff. I actually mm. thought I was going to pass out for a second. All right. Callan, you there? Hey, I'm back from last week. Uh, sorry, I know I ran long. I basically, I basically ranted for eight minutes about. <laughs> what, oh, what, so what did we talk about last week? Refresh my memory. Uh, that was uh, being at the, my terrible Protestant as Bond kept uh, oh, right, hilariously right, yeah. poking out. Yes. Uh, you, you Catholics got your own problems, Bond. <laughs> we aren't without problems, but, but we aren't Protestants, <laughs> and that's the important thing. All right, you've got right, well, two minutes. I'm reformed. Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about Terminator actually, and okay. uh, clarify up some things briefly. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, I was actually just talking about Dangerous Spaces. The thing that you seem to have difficulty as far as like the how the futures clarify the first yeah. movie. Uh, actually, the first movie is kind of different from the future movies because the future movies change it to that fate is what you make for yourself. So basically, that the timeline can actually be changed by going back and being aware of these things. In the first movie, it's literally just a single movie. The way it's designed is a single loop. So uh, so John Connor being born is set. The term the, the, the uh, Skynet thinks that it can go back in time and stop him from being born, but they don't realize oh. that the time travel they do to accomplish that ends up making the human send back his father to create him. That it's literally like the this it basically the world is set, so that 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 is the way it's going to happen. So so it's so just then, a mistaken view on the part of the the robot army. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the simplicity of that movie. That's part of what makes it so cool, in my opinion, as far as just being a single movie that hmm. you can watch, you can just enjoy and know that the robots tried to change the past, and they it, it just it it they their attempts to do that ended up setting the future which is kind of cool in a positive way because it i mean it still sucks that the future is going to be attacked by robots but the humans will <laughs> stop the robots you know yeah, yeah that they you win know it's in gonna the happen, end, yeah. which is a uh, which is nice and so overall as far as that i think that's good enjoyment of that movie another thing i wanted to say real quick just as far as enjoyment and maybe like considering how you critique these movies is um there's just so like just const- I'd say like look at a lot of different scenes as they come and try and think about a lot of the different um, uh, ways they're put together and way, ways characters interact and, uh, and also what's being accomplished in each scene. Because one of the things that's so great about Terminator that you didn't – obviously it's a short review so you didn't have much time to brush on – is the way it deals with exposition. One of the best scenes is him explaining the Terminator to Sarah Connor – and it's not like, oh, okay, we escaped, and now I'm sitting down in this room. Like, now that the tension has dropped, they're still – the Terminator's still around the corner. They're in the car. They're driving actively to avoid the Terminator. So you're still in the action as you're learning the information, which is a great way to keep people yeah, hooked in the movie. I think it did a pretty good job of keeping what is a pretty complex plot or concept pretty well-explained – without making it as dry as you're talking about, like sitting down and spelling it out at a, at a table or something like that. Yeah. And even the drier stuff, like the, uh, the interrogation, it's like, uh, of they're using the setup of him being thought to be crazy to allow, uh, 
him to exposit more to the audience what's yeah. happening in the future. Yeah, yeah. Which is which it's, is really it, cool because it all makes sense. It definitely does do that well. And, and it's one thing that I appreciated about that movie. And as we've talked about prior with other movies that I wasn't a fan of, uh, when things go unexplained, yeah. <laughs> that that does bother me. And I understand that yeah. sometimes you want to leave things up to interpretation, but but um, key concepts in yeah the, in the yeah. world like that, I think are uh, as a listener, I like or as a, a viewer, I like knowing what exactly I'm what the world I'm watching is all about, or what exactly is going on. And, and Terminator did that right. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's something I just really wanted to add on and appreciate even more. I will sure. agree that some of the effects are dated, but have have, have a soft heart. The, the effects, you, you, well, like Bond was saying, you just gotta uh, appreciate. Like I, I still think that the Terminator stop motion at the end is effective as a, like you're invested in the characters. So even though he's a yeah. jittery looking stop motion creature, he's scary. I lo- I love that scene where they pans up and he he's he's fully now just the skin is all gone and that's it, a great shot. And it's, he, he's still an imposing figure, even though, yeah, now Arnold's gone and it's, it's <laughs> a little, yeah, it's a little jittery. And it looks a little dated, but all right. I, I love it. But yeah, thank sorry. you for the thoughts. I, I look forward to the second movie. So um, we'll yeah. see it uh, this coming week. Oh, great. Uh, well, I guess the votes are going well then. Yeah. You guys have a great night. Thank you. you too. Take care. Okay. Last word tonight goes to cram it. And then we'll get to the email questions. Cram it, you there? Hello, yeah. How are you? We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I thought um, it had been a minute since I'd heard a good uh, argument in the chat about, you know, some controversial subjects. So I thought I'd bring one up. Okay. Well, you guys always argue about circumcision, corporal punishment, you know, buying mm-hmm. body parts, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I thought maybe we'd talk about dog breeds today. Oh, okay. Dog breeds? Yeah, dog breeds. Okay. Would you would you th- um, agree that different dog breeds have different personalities, different traits? This is about race, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not about race. I promise we won't go there. Oh, yeah, totally. All right. Um, yeah. So I, Yeah, sure. So, like, for example, like a chihuahua might have a different sort of temperament towards strangers than, say, a Labrador. Yeah. I, I only have Caesar as a way to judge, but... Caesar's I suppose that's a fair. piece of shit. Huge yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. So, uh, Blonde, the men are talking. Uh, <laughs> if I if I were to tell you that, like, two breeds were responsible for, like, 80% of all the dog bites and dog attacks, okay. would you find that interesting? Um, yeah, I, I suppose I would. Uh, this Are we going to... Uh, well, I'll, you tell me. Where are we going here? Well... Uh, if you include if you include a third one, because German shepherds also sort of come into this, but okay, the top two, but three realistically are responsible for ninety five percent of all dog maulings and all dog deaths in the United States. What what Can are those breeds? Those might be. I was I was curious. So pit bulls got to be in there, right? I think chows yep. are probably up there, and I think it's something unexpected nope. like labs. Nope. Oh, really? Rottweilers, pit bulls, and ah. uh, German shepherds. Oh yeah, and okay. so. And so the reason I was bringing all of this up is, uh, you know, there's nothing more controversial than talking about dog breed bans. I suppose you shouldn't be, a, as in you shouldn't be a, allowed to breed that dog or have that dog or that, that breed no. is just yeah, so eliminated. Like, so you'll have like local jurisdictions that okay. will put in dog breed bans. They'll say like, we don't want any pit bulls in this neighborhood or we don't want any Rottweilers in this neighborhood. 
Okay. And when you bring this up, I guarantee you, your chat is going to be filled with people talking about how it's not the breed, it's the the trainer. Oh, it's not uh -huh. the breed. Well, there was even a study that was done recently where they looked at the uh, cities and municipalities that banned pit bulls, and just banning the one breed brought down all dog attacks by 50%. So, round your, up your all the pit bulls, put them on trains, right send them oh, to the camps. I, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying the second you talk about banning a specific breed, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you at your chat right now, there are going to be a lot of people talking about how fantastic pit bulls are, how they're the the nanny dog and all these things. But I mean, just look at the data, guys, that they're kind of the most responsible for uh, all the attacks, all the deaths, all of the related dog injuries. All right. I can accept that. Right. I, I'm not looking at this emotionally. I've never had a pit bull. I don't know. <laughs> I well, I just wanted to stir crap up because I guarantee you there's nothing you're going to hear about more than dog breeds for the next little while. <laughs> I suppose so. All right. Well, thank you, man. <laughs> All Have right. All right. Don't get married. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for the both of us. Yeah. All right. See you, man. We're in it. Uh, no. And uh, to my lovely wife, it is a fantastic trap. Best trap I ever yep fell into all right uh that'll do it on calls tonight guys thank you for calling in thanks for your patience uh if you didn't make it in tonight and we will answer your email questions now as well remember if you want to to send in an email question you can do that on the contact page of my website mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact there's a call-in show question form on the page and that's where we take our questions as we will do right now fucking discord joshy boys up first <clears throat> You know, I have never had my lips done discord. You guys are such shit bags. Um, we have a bunch of really long questions that I just, I just let them all go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jaji boy says, hello again. I was asked as a Christian, if I believe mythology has its place in the world. I wanted to know if either of you have ever thought about this question and your viewpoint on mythology itself. I, for one, do believe mythology has a purpose as it tells about the culture and their way of explaining the inexplicable Back in the days of yore, do you believe mythology serves a purpose even today? Of course. Um, allegory is is how um, we advise people uh, how to live and how to avoid uh, traps in life and how mm -hmm. to and how to live well. Of, of course, it has a it has a purpose. I imagine that I'll probably use a lot of stories uh, to teach my son about principles morals wisdom yeah of course I, I i think it's a very effective communication tool or uh illustration tool so yeah sure I, I i would agree it does have a purpose uh charlie says is it okay not to leave comments and not ask questions technically a question i'm respecting he's asking about the rules here appreciate that um the, the correct answer no is comments yeah. correct answer is uh whatever blonde decides that day yeah. Which is generally no comments. Yeah. Generally no comments. Yeah. Uh, the other day, my mother took her own life. Man, I'm sorry. Um, she had been suicidal for almost three years. So it was a daily struggle for her and the family. Now I take solace that she is at peace. I just wanted to know how much I appreciated you sharing your story about Wade. The circumstances are quite different, but still it helps me process my feelings and prepare for the dreaded call. I always expected was coming eventually. In a lot of ways, I have accepted her choice, but what I am still struggling with is the anger 
particular to the context of the COVID panic. I am living abroad and I've not been able to visit the UK for over a year and I feel robbed of the chance to spend more time and perhaps even help my mother. Realistically, having more support still might not have made the difference, but that opportunity was still taken from us. I think a part of the problem is that we can't quantify the people who have died as a consequence of the anti-COVID measures. However, you look at it, we should be given a chance to choose our own priorities. To add insult to injury, I have to get tested three times in quarantine in the UK for five days when COVID has basically been defeated in the UK. My aunt wasn't even allowed to go see the body when uh, with my brother and sister because of COVID restrictions. I just hope that no one tries to enforce any dumb COVID rules at the funeral because there are limits to my patients. My God, man. Um, yeah, oh, I, I, it's I, terrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Very sorry for you and your family's loss. And, and as you mentioned, I, I know what that experience is like. And um, I don't know what it's like in this context though. And I, I, I don't think that you would be wrong to make your displeasure with some of those measures uh, known because if someone in the situation that I went through, if someone was trying to push me around or tell me how my family was allowed to manage this, I probably would have lost my damn mind. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope that if you feel like your family is being abused in any particular way that you stand up for yourself because not, not that I, I don't think it was ever justified, uh, at any point throughout this alleged pandemic, but I think especially now where I don't know what it is in the UK, in the US, have you seen the case numbers lately? Or they, is it just like nothing? It's off a cliff. Like they don't, this is yeah. not a thing anymore, but we still pretend locally at least that it is. Um, so uh, yeah, stick up for yourself and stick up for your family. And uh, and it sounds like you have some clear thinking on this already, which, uh, which is good. Um, for me, like I said, just just don't feel bad about how you process it because for me, there's about a, a half a year of my life where I don't remember what the hell I even did. Yeah, that just kind of is a blur time, and I didn't do anything useful. So, well, that's uh, okay. Just however you need to process. Yeah, it. but it's it sounds like you got a good family too. So I, I hope that you're in the best position to get through that, and don't let the COVID bullies bully you. That's what I would say. And all the best yeah. to your family. This isn't Michael Schlecht, is it? Uh, it looks like it is Michael. So that's all. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, what viewpoint that you hold, would you consider the most aligned with the left? How about the least? Um, Oh God, the most aligned with the left. I think we should respect the earth. Mm. General environmentalism type stuff. Really general. I think in general, the left has, skepticism for war and international intervention, which I would share. Right. Well, not really anymore, but they used to. It depends. I mean, I don't even, and that's not to say that everyone on the right is hawkish because they certainly aren't that yeah. this, that's one that kind of splits, but to the extent there's anti, uh, anti international intervention, anti war hawkishness sentiment on the left. I would agree with most of that. Yeah. I'm also against factory farming. Uh, agree mm. with the least. Uh, God, there's so much, but the gender stuff, like I couldn't, I, I can't, no part Ooh. of me agrees with any of this. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I could see that. I was going to go with private property, but, <laughs> but 
But to the gender thing, let's put it this way. Like the gender thing is a good one. The point you made, because I can't see it's hard for me to even steel man that one. You know, it's yeah. hard for me to even go to bat devil's advocate for those for that nonsense. You talk about things like gun control. You can at least talk about the reality that weapons can harm people in the hands of people who intend to do evil with them, that sort of stuff. This gender stuff is pure fantasy. There's it's pure fantasy. That's harmful. It's damaging. There's, I don't know. I, I to the point that you're making. Yeah. I don't, I don't see any point of agreement that I would have at all. Me neither. Uh, you're up. Jason Wood says, Hey, uh, you did the thing. Thanks. And here's a follow up is tobacco, tobacco evil because it is poisonous and causes human destruction. Oh, this is interesting. Kind of to our conversation last week, even though it lacks the capacity to defy God's uh, to defy God's design for it. I posit that evil must be the product of a choice to defy God or God's plan. And cancer can't be anything but cancer and do only as cancer does. That's a good point. Um... I think I haven't put a lot of thought into this since we talked about it last week. But initial reaction, I think I agree more with the idea that evil as a concept does require choice. The, the, it requires the decision to behave immorally or to disregard morality. Right. But to your point, what is the definition of, of immorality? It, it, if it is something that is contrary to the natural order of the world or God's plan or any of that, well, I suppose is cancer uh, contrary to those things, or is it just part of the natural world? I don't know. Maybe it's part of the natural world, hmm. but it causes human suffering. So, but I suppose a lot of things that are part of the natural world cause human suffering. And is, is human suffering inherently evil? Sometimes no. human suffering is self-imposed in pursuit of something else. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think I'm more on Jason's, more of Jason's viewpoint, but this is something I'd have to think about more. That is really interesting though. Yeah. Uh, Drunken Denver currently in Camirado where they're coming out of their lockdowns with tax plans to fuck over businesses, property owners, and everyone else. We bought a new house last summer, but I'm about ready to move again. Idaho and Montana are really attractive options to me because I hate the heat of Texas and Florida. But both of you talk about Idaho and Montana seeing the same issues that Colorado is currently experiencing. What the fuck do we, I mean, I can't sugarcoat it for it's it's this influx of like leftist Californians. There are Biden Harris signs all over town, you know. If you were to move to Idaho or Montana, you're probably buying yourself like a 20 year rewind on Colorado. That's probably what you're doing. That's probably about it. Which and I is, think here you have less time. It's better than probably status quo Colorado, no doubt. But if you're in the long game, that's why I keep talking up South Dakota and Wyoming. Especially yeah. Wyoming, dude. I don't think why yeah. Wyoming will be the last of all of these states to flip because it'll be the last of all of these states for leftist influx. There are plenty of rich elites in Jackson and that's about it. But the rest of Wyoming is a whole lot of nothing. And I can't, it's a whole lot of nothing with um, brutal winters to boot. So I can't picture Wyoming falling at least any quicker than any other state. It's hard to live there. Uh, There are parts of Wyoming. I absolutely love. And I don't know. Maybe in 10 years time, I will live there. Yeah. You, you got to have you got to have some kind of income plan, though, because it's it's tough to make money in middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Yeah. 
Sistine Chapel says, Hey Matt, you've mentioned that you believe that you would be a better father for a boy than a girl. Uh, would you mind elaborating please? Because I'm the complete opposite, especially now that I have a daughter and a second girl on the way in August. Also congrats on the baby boy. Congrats on the little girl blonde and have a great evening. Both of you. Well, thank you thank much. You. Um, what I meant by that specifically is like on the, on the first go round, especially because I, I have almost zero childcare experience in my life. Uh, and I suppose maybe it doesn't matter that much for an infant. They're probably pretty interchangeable, I suppose. But especially as a little boy grows up, I, I just think that helping guide a son through the world will be a little bit easier for me as a male who has navigated the world, at least this far. Um, that That's all I mean by it. I don't think that I would be a bad parent for a daughter or that I would radically change any of the philosophy with which I approach it. It just means that it's the closest thing aligned to my own experience that I feel I could, that I feel I can, I can, guide a son to the best probably a little bit better especially in the first attempt than i might be able to with a daughter because i've made it this far but i still don't understand women men i i can't pretend to <laughs> you will when you have a daughter you'll get it uh i guess that was a question for you so i don't i don't have anything to say about this well um, if, you, if you feel like the you have an answer on that if but uh i don't know i mean i thought before i got pregnant that um I wanted boys. That was something that I felt more comfortable with. But when you have your child, you're just, you can't imagine them being anybody else yeah. than who they are. And you just adapt to the situation. So I don't know that it really matters that much. For people. Yeah. I know really masculine guys that have all daughters and they're just super happy. Hmm. Um, his glorious radiance would like to ask Matt to elaborate upon his conception of the creator and your crude tongue. You call it God. <laughs> But his majesty's most brilliant intellect finds the typical Abrahamic conception of God to be a strange choice of first principle. As he is portrayed in your holy text, God appears a merely human character, free of mortal form and given ultimate power. He is something distinct and separate from his creation, just as you or I are distinct entities from one another. But if God is creator, then nothing can exist outside of God. And all that does exist is a manifestation of God. Do you understand my meaning, let alone its implications? I mean, in that is a deep religious understanding that that in all things are God and that the absence of God is evil. But that I was suppose I, I guess I'm, an, I'm not exactly clear what you're asking me to elaborate on my conception of, of the creator, right. because I don't have a clear one. Mm. All I have is a very broad a crude concept, as you call it. What, what I have is an observance of the natural world and the general rules and principles in which it operates and a general conclusion that it would, it would make some reasonable sense that someone or something put that into place. That if human life has a purpose, if human life has value, there's a reason why it does. Whatever that thing is, is what we call God. But I, I don't have it more thoroughly thought out than that. So I can't uh, I can't give you something that's more specific than these general concepts because I haven't reached those specificities in my own mind. Bobby Collins says for both. I'm sorry at the length of the question set up, but I think it's necessary to avoid simplistic answers as a payment. Blonde is the greatest. She is awesome. Her baby is the cutest ever. Her husband is the strongest. Her family is the best. Long live Blondstown. That's how this got in, huh? Very good. I want to address her recent narrative change regarding 
or the recent narrative change regarding the, the lab leak. A clip you showed on Sunday shows Maggie Haberman saying that Trump claimed to have evidence early on, but did not disclose it. I don't know if that's true. I'll have to check with uh, chronicles.org shameless plug. However, it is true. Or if it is true, wouldn't we have some of the blame for that narrative? Wouldn't we have some of the the blame? Mm. Granted, if you claim to be a journalist, then be a journalist. But it seems similar to the election shenanigans. If you have information that should be public, do not release it, but instead say the onus is solely on the journalist for the narrative, that seems wrong. I am no longer willing to accept national security as a reason for secrecy. If true, do her claims have merit? Well, it's not it's not insane to say this was a claim that was made purportedly on evidence that we cannot see because it is uh, classified for national security reasons. However, here are pieces A, B, and C, or we we took a look at this or that, or we asked questions. Could you describe the nature of the evidence broadly? I I can sympathize with her position that evidence was not provided for the claim that was given. Right. Uh, but I, I can't sympathize with the absolute laziness and the absolute disinterest that she's trying to justify. Because... Uh, there. Uh, it was just dismissed outright. And and if someone's telling me, listen, I have evidence, I can't show it to you at least yet. That's an area to start scratching. Mm-hmm. And there was never a scratch applied. Right. Right. I agree. I'm I'm with him, though, that I'm no longer willing to accept national security as a reason for secrecy, although there has to be some level of secrecy, I suppose, in federal government. I mean, does there, though? Well, I be feel interesting like I'm, to, I'm owed. I'm owed the truth at this point. Uh, I I would, I would side on more transparency than the status quo. Than, than the status quo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially, well, in this case in particular, uh, we know that some of the evidence that they were sitting on at the time is the the specific details of these uh, Chinese workers at the lab who got sick. Um, we know some of the details were about the, the specific sort of research being conducted at the Wuhan lab. Right. Why is any of that necessarily dangerous? When you're talking about say like military battle plans, or you're talking about, um, sensitive intelligence that could put a particular person or group of people at risk or all that, like who's put at risk by this information being out there, I guess would be the question in this instance. Right. Right. Um, Jason Woods, uh, a couple of quick and easy ones. Blonde, how do you feel about cooking with cast iron? Do you or have any preferred material or method? Air fryer, pressure cooker, induction, etc. Um, I love cooking with cast iron. It's what I do most. And then I use my Dutch oven all the time, like a few huh. times a week. It's funny. It's funny because we talked about the etiquette or the rules of farting under the covers the other week. We did. The the second dungeon. Matt, which generation of gaming consoles would you consider the golden age of gaming or has it yet to come? My pick would be the PS3, Xbox 360 Wii. Uh, Yeah, for me, that was the time because that's when I was playing way too much Call of Duty was the Xbox 360 era. So as far as like hours sunk into video game playing, that was it. That was it for me. And um, I doubt that I will. There might be another golden age for other people in different phases of their life. I think for me, that will always be my personal golden era of video games because I, I don't think that's coming back. Although 
I bet that I'll have some video game fun with my kids in the future. It just won't be the same. I'm not going to play yeah. it for eight hours a day talking right. shit to strangers on the internet. That's not going to happen <laughs> yeah. anymore. Muffin Eater says, what is your take on the 1921 Tulsa race riot massacre? It seems to have been started by a misunderstanding between a black man and a white woman, which led to a white lynch mob. The black man uh, then mass converted to <laughs> the black mob, then mass converted to <laughs> Dinduism and the whites just massacred them for no reason. Biden tells me hundreds of blacks were slaughtered. Surely there's no chance the establishment would inflate the number of deaths in a historical event. Right. I, I have to plead ignorance largely on this episode of history. I know very little about it. So do I. But I would imagine that whatever the narrative is, the truth runs counter to it. So I, I've been told the same thing, that it was an allegation of sexual aggression or sexual harassment or sexual abuse a, a black guy made a move on a white chick yeah but did he do it that's the question um then let but, me say a few things about emmett hill now i'm just <laughs> i guess what if i understand correctly the black guy i think went to jail and then there was a, a white mob that went to go lynch him but it was countered by a black mob and then it just became race warfare i'm probably race butchering wars. it i just don't know but but I agree. Uh, I agree with the general premise that if Biden is framing a narrative with it, um, there's probably some uh, details being overlooked or details being grossly exaggerated. Yeah. Did I read that one? Yeah, no, I did. Oh, that's right. Dangerous spaces. So Democrats and leftists seem to have a whole bunch of contradictory ideas. They seem OK with illegal immigration, which can then be exploited for cheap labor but they also support a minimum wage to avoid people being exploited for cheap labor. <laughs> Everyone should be able to go to college, but also college educated people can't get a well-paying job, a well enough paying job. That means they can pay off their college debts, defund the police, but also want to strip people of self-defense capabilities with stricter gun control. My question is, why do you think they propose contradictions like these and many, many others? Are they too stupid to realize their policies are contradictory or are they so arrogant they somehow think magically they can make two opposing ideas work. Maybe you think it's for completely different reasons. Thoughts? I actually think it is for a different reason. Um, there's some arrogance there. I don't think that there's a lot of stupidity. Uh, but I think that there is just such a lack of mainstream opposition that they they aren't having their ideas challenged enough to, to work out the kinks. So they can just present this dumbass shit. And everybody's like, oh, does it uh, help minorities or whatever the fuck? Yeah. And then uh, nobody has to challenge it. They don't have to they don't have to deal with any of the opposition. Yeah. I I think that it is reflective of a uh, thinking that isn't based on any uh, set of principles to begin with. You're just kind of gut level reacting to whatever the issue is before you and thinking what what mm -hmm. feels good or what would a quote unquote good person do you're not making judgments according to any sort of principle based uh, morality or any sort of um, structure that pre-exists the particular problem that you're facing at the time. So I think that's how these contradictions arise. It's just, does it feel right that McDonald's workers should make more money? Yes. Does it feel right that we shouldn't, that anybody should be able to come into the country and uh, make a life for themselves and they shouldn't be obstructed at the border? Yes. But you don't think about, how those have uh, contradictions at a base level like you're identifying here. So yeah. 
I don't know. Um, I, I, that's why I think it happens, but maybe it's all part of some big plan. This is a contradiction of my own. Like these are people who also, these are people who haven't thought of their first principles. Also, they developed a Chinese virus to control the whole world and, uh, make us all their minions. So <laughs> are they incompetent or are they actually very, uh, yeah. skilled in their scheming and the things I'd have to think about, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to blame lack of principled thinking though. And, I, and I, yeah. part of it is my own experience. Like that's how I used to think about these things. I used to, I used to have much more of a squishy feeling based perspective on gun control because that felt right. And it wasn't until someone, it wasn't until people started threatening me on the internet. And I thought, well, just cause people threaten me on the internet doesn't mean I would restrict <laughs> the free speech rights of everybody right, else out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. And I couldn't square that with, well, why would I restrict the gun rights of people, yeah, of other people. using the same logic? Um, yeah, so that 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 was the development for me personally. Anyway, um, let's see. Oh, I'm I'm up, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. more missiles for our greatest ally. All right. What historical figure would you want to converse with about current times? I know it's cliche, but uh, can I just get a round table of the founding fathers generally, or the constitutional? Uh, well, if I have to be specific, I'd take Jefferson, Madison, and probably George Washington. Th- those are that would be my power trio. Man, I'd like to talk to Patton about this. Hmm. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I uh I just I I I would love to hear what they'd have to say about the principles of the system they've designed and how it's working out and what the solution would be. Yeah. Like one, is this what you guys envisioned and two, if not, the fuck do we do about it? What is your final solution, General Patton? <laughs> Tell me more. Um, McMahon, 9015. Matt, it is my understanding that you own a CZ Scorpion Evo 3. Mm-hmm. That is correct. What pushed you toward that platform? In addition, where can I learn more about guns as far as building them, new abbreviations like CHF, and how to start building SBRs legally? I don't know what any of that means. He also said, Blonde, have you thought of adding Demolition Man? I've never seen that. And V for Vendetta to the list, maybe, in future. I believe we're living in a combination of those realities. Uh, the reason I got into the Scorpion uh, platform is because I wanted to get, a, a, you know, a, I guess it's not a pistol caliber carbine. It's just, as far as the ATF is concerned, it's just a pistol. But um, I wanted to get into that kind of sub gun uh, world. I didn't have one and I've always loved the MP5. But of course, if you want to get either an actual uh, civilian model from HK, or if you want to get a clone from some other manufacturer, the MP5 is is prohibitively expensive for most people, myself included. So I'm still waiting for the day that someone releases an affordable one. But the CZ was somewhat of a comparable um, subgun platform at a much more affordable uh, price point. And I, and a, a friend of mine who has um, enlightened me in the ways of the gun world over time is a big fan of it. So. Uh, I decided to pick one up, and as I've said before, it's it's possibly my favorite gun in the safe. It 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 might be the last one that I would give up if I had to if I had to sell them off or whatever. I just uh, I love that gun. I think it's a fantastic platform. It's a little uh, it's a little heavy because it's got that big chunk of a bolt in it, but they're just they're just really fun. And the great thing about it too is every time I've taken someone to the range with that gun, even if they're a brand new shooter, everybody enjoys that one and they're able to put rounds right on target and uh it just just a great little gun love it uh okay all set on Let me reload this questions yeah the... drew 
I can't read any of those. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't answer the latter part of this. In addition, where can I learn more about guns as far as building them, new abbreviations, how to start building SPRs? A few years ago, I would have said YouTube. That's where I learned a lot of this stuff. Yeah. There are great gun tubers who have a wealth of information on this. Some of, some of that stuff, like building ARs, even gun maintenance stuff has been scrubbed. Susan doesn't allow it. Um, so, but, but in general, the, the laws around SBRs are just how to handle the process of certain restricted items. There's still a lot of good information on YouTube, uh, about that. So I would say, um, head that route, go, go, go to the YouTube right now, as Bernie would say. And if, if, um, and just make friends with people in the know, like if, if you have a specific question about a particular process, just send me an email. I can probably point you in the right direction. Um, make friends with people who are into this. And that's, that's how it worked for me too, is uh, I had friends who were really into some of the more restricted items and then they walked me through some of the process when I wanted to get some of those things. All right. All uh, set? Instinct blues uh, called about kids. Being a parent is the most rewarding and frustrating experience. It's also a 24-7 job. Even if mom wasn't working, she'd go nuts if I didn't help. P.S. How to stop her from being a thought? Well, I mean, it's hard to be a mom thought because you just blasted a baby out of your vag, so you're kind of damaged goods to other dudes. Um, I mean, shouldn't that stop moms, right? Not all, though. Some still do it. Elatus, I know you're not taking movie suggestions from the mob, but the thing I have, I've never seen it, but I wow. watch it. I know. Well, I was thinking about the, maybe eventually we'll have to, I don't know, uh, uh, change our format a little bit because he, here's one issue with our current format. Every single movie that comes up is obviously uh, a quote unquote good movie, you know, right. like at least in your judgment or as far as critics are concerned, which sort of, not that it means that I have to like it, but but obviously I go into watching these movies with expectation of quote unquote goodness. Right. And that can, that can have effect. Like, you know, when you go into watching a movie with a preconception, sometimes that affects your judgment of it. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to, down the line, maybe we'll watch movies new to each of us together. We should, probably should do that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Long Don John said, I'm shocked that Mr. Blonde never put the kibosh on the toe. He knows when to choose his battles. <laughs> uh, 2A education. I was out of town shooting machine guns, et cetera. Missed the last couple of Sunday streams. Just wanted to say hi to you both. Hey. Well, thank you. And uh, that sounds like a, a pretty good reason to be out of town. I bet that was pretty fun. Black Magic. Uh, <laughs> if you need baby money, Skag, riddle me this. At work today, I encountered a hornet nest preventing me from doing my job, and I found it undesirable. So what do you do with undesirables? <laughs> well, you I... You live in peace amongst the hornets. That's it's the true. the only way. I've got wasps uh, nest. Wasps nests? Why is that hard to say? I've got them around the house, and uh, yeah, I deploy raid readily. And I have to do it multiple times a year. And is that I haven't thought about the moral implications of doing that. Should I coexist with these wasp families? No, fuck them. Kill them all. Hmm. The wasps. <laughs> the wasps, Jeff, Susan. Of course. Um, 
Jeff says, just because, thank you, Jeff, uh, Fabian Benavides, Benavides, uh, in The Last of Us Part Two, the models of the female character look beautiful IRL, but were purposely made mm. to look not so attractive because current game developers like Sony think attractive females are weak. That sucks. Can we just go back to Laura Croft? I don't even I'm not even anti female character, but if you if you played the Tomb Raider games 20 years ago and more recently, like, yeah, is she like on? Is she stronger in the game than she should be based on her physique? Yes. But that's the point of a video game. I don't, you don't have to make her frumpy yeah. to make, to make it believable. Yeah, that's true. Um, Drew NPR just came out with an article about why the second amendment is racist. Give it a read for a good chuckle. Sorry my for God. my aggressive weekend chats with drinking. And it <laughs> thought y'all was kind of cute. Oh yeah. All the butthole stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, aggressive. Um, Joe and Hunter's Crack Shack. <laughs> Mythology is often conflated with fiction when in fact it has more to do with actual stories of a society. We have an American mythos, etc. Stories based on some sort of fact, etc. That's true. Um, I mean, what comes to mind is the stories like The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Obviously, allegorical stories not based in, in a personal history or cultural history, but tell a larger truth. I think we need that mythos. Drew, did you know you can't buy a new generation of handguns in California? The California DOJ requires that firing of the gun stamps a serial number on a fired case twice. As you might guess, that is not possible. Stamps a serial number. Uh, I didn't know about that particular requirement, but in general, yeah, only approved handguns can be sold in California, which is just insane. Like if you want to bring a new handgun to market, obviously the cost of getting it into the California market is very high. And that's kind of the intent. Like, sure, we can't make these illegal, but we can make it very difficult for anyone with a new product to actually get it on shelves and available in this state. They're insane. I, I, yeah. Long Don John, I was attacked by a Rottweiler as a kid, some scarring, but nothing life altering or disfiguring. Dog got put down. Owner was fine. Yeah, mm. some dogs, you just can't save them. They're just aggressive. Wow. Eric Burns Marsh, Matt, um, how good would you be at raising a non binary, <laughs> sincerely, Demi? Not good at all. Uh, not <laughs> good at all. I, 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 obviously, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to abandon my son or any of my other kids. Um, but I'm not, I'm also not going to entertain any of this gender crap, particularly when he's a minor. Right. And, and so uh, that's one reason I I really sympathized with the caller last week talking about how dads go along with this insane gender nonsense because they're under threat from the state of removing custody from their kids. Talk about, I'm not making passing judgment at that particular father. I'm just saying for me, uh, hill to die on. Right. Uh, if yeah. it, what hill is there to die on, if not the protection the of one. my own kids? Right. Uh, sorry, you're not you're not taking them. You're not making them them into weird trannies. You're not doing any of that stuff. And I'll die on that hill. You'll have to kill me to accomplish that. And you might. You, you know, you got a lot of guns and bombs and tanks. You know, they and acid and yeah, they, you got. They do have smallpox too. They can yeah. do it. Yeah. But that's the point is they're going to have to. Um, I know the question was in jest, but. Yeah, like any any whiff of like gender ideology trying to be pushed on my kid, I will fiercely fight. Ooh, I'm gonna be so mad. Emmeline. 
you can't got to be a prairie dress wearing, mm. marrying at 18 years old. That's, mm. that's her future. The infamous Burtman. Uh, Matt, last week, two super chatters in a row pointed out that your thoughts on God align with deism. I'd urge you to Google it. Sure. Yeah. I, I maybe there's a, I wonder if there's a particular philosopher or a particular work that I should read uh, definition just to give it some. Well, definition, uh, belief in the existence of a supreme being, specifically of a creator who does not intervene in the universe. It sounds like my general view. The term is used chiefly uh, of an intellectual movement in the 17th and 18th centuries that accepted the existence of a creator on the basis of reason, but rejected belief in a supernatural deity who interacts with humankind. That pretty, pretty much summarizes my general perspective, I would say. So, yeah, maybe um, I'll have to look into it and I'll have to read who has uh, some organized thoughts on the topic. All right. Uh, are you good? Or you got more? Yeah. OK, let me refresh and we will call it a night. Tippy stream. I think we're good over there. Yes, sir. And let's see. We got uh, over on D live. We got ETC. Thank you. And. uh Pallet Grove or no Pilati Grove. Sorry, probably mispronounced that. Appreciate it. Uh, William Cooper and Ron Helton over on Trovo. Appreciate you guys as well. Okay. Anything else before we get out of here? No, we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Much appreciated as always. We will of course be back on Sunday talking about whatever the hell else happens in the world um, between now and then. One thing I was watching before we uh, before we went live. Did you see this high school graduate's speech where she started ranting about abortion? What? Valedictorian in Texas gives her graduation speech and turns it into a, a pro-abortion rant and blue check celebrities praise her for it. Oh, God. State of the country. Anyway, we'll see you Sunday. Have a good night.